You got a marvelous vibe, and I know it starts from inside. So fill your heart with pride and let your light shine brightly. Yo, don't hide. You're a work of art, unforgettable and off the charts. Welcome to a podcast dedicated to your mental health. I'm Bailey with the Recording Library of West Texas. Hi, I'm Christy Edwards. I'm the Executive Director and a therapist at Centers for Children and Families. Hi, I'm Melanie Size. I'm the Marketing and Development Director at Centers for Children and Families. Together, we're bringing you tips and tricks on how to navigate this thing called life. This is Center Solutions. Due to the nature of some of the topics that are discussed, listener discretion is advised. This is Almost Therapy, where we take a deep dive into popular mental health subjects. And Christy, who is our resident therapist, offers tips and tricks on how to cope with those issues. And the cool thing is, Center Solutions is always free of charge. Thanks to Centers for Children and Families and RLWT. We started our podcast about six months ago in 2019. It is now 2020, and we have some really great things planned for 2020. You want to make sure that you subscribe to us on social media and podcast platforms such as Facebook, SoundCloud, and anywhere that you get your podcast because when you subscribe, it will send you an alert when we have a new episode. Melanie, what's on the docket today? What what are we going to discuss? Well, it's 2020 and I still don't have my flying car. Yeah, so right? I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> hey, we, we have the Tesla truck. I mean... <laughs> We're getting there, right? With the windows that break. With the windows that break, right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to trust that anytime (laughs) soon, not in this area. But uh, 2020, New Year's resolutions, the topic of the new year. Everybody is in that mode. Gym memberships are probably at an all-time high. Who doesn't see the new year as an opportunity to set some new goals, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been doing this since forever. It's that, you know, closing it out, big party, wake up the next day, and you've got to have all of these things planned out. Uh, Some of the common resolutions that we hear about are, of course, join a gym, lose X number of pounds, read X number of books, travel more, eliminate all of your debt, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and most of these are outcome-focused, which sets us up for failure. Yeah, because there's a lot of room that you got, or a lot of ground you've got to cover from the time you wake up and say, I'm going to lose, you know, 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. And then to where, you know, at the end of the year, because what if you don't ever start on the process? What if you never make the first step? Or what if you make the first step and you go back three? Mm -hmm. So it's very, like, you know, like you're saying, those are all outcome. And if you don't, then you're a failure. Instead of just saying, I'm going to do what I can toward being healthier or towards weight loss instead of X number. What are some ways that we can kind of reshape those resolutions? Instead of saying, I'm going to lose 15 pounds by March 30th. Christy, what are some ways that we can kind of, let's change the wording to that to try to maybe set it up where we can actually accomplish these goals? Well, I think, you know, whenever somebody comes in the office right now and says, I'm going to lose 15 pounds by March 30th, we're going to say, okay, how realistic is that? Mm -hmm. You know, how much do you have to lose? Have you gone on weights before? You're going to try to do this without, you know, some kind of starvation diet. So then what we try to get people to do is break it down into small, manageable bits. What is something you can do each and every day that you know you can do? Is it cutting out a soft drink? Is it eating a salad 
as a meal one time a day? And, you know, is it trying intermittent fasting? Is it going to the gym, you know, three days a week? Whatever it is, it's not only focused on losing weight. That's the thing. If you if you set a date like that, what what happens? I think a lot of people forget to say to themselves, this is what happens if I don't. Right. Uh, because what ultimately happens is you start shaming yourself mm-hmm. and feeling bad and it makes it worse. And the word resolution is such a final word. And we're not there's nothing final except for maybe death, which, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we don't we don't want to go that direction, of course. We but everything we do is an ebb and flow and grow and change. So it's important to to look at changing your behaviors on a regular basis. That's true. And and one of the things that we talk about, you know, with people that come in that they want to do this, I'm like, how, what steps have you taken to getting your mind ready to do that? Because, you know, it's not like Mm -hmm. you just wake up one day and say, it's happening. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, you've got to convince your brain that you need to and that you're able to and that you now, that you have the tools necessary to do it. So once that you're kind of like, okay, I'm ready, then you take the first, it's not like you're going to go on a vacation without your suitcase or your map or you know, Google Maps sure. <laughs> or whatever, you have to have a plan for how to how to at least start. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to know that sometimes you're going to get off on the wrong road or you're going to, you know, come to a dead end and you're going to have to, you know, reroute, whatever. But you have to you have to think about all of those things. So you have to have that plan. Mm-hmm. So as, you know, Melanie said in the beginning, it's the process of your progress. It's not just about progress. It's about what you do to, to get along the road to progress. Mm-hmm. So it starts first with your mind. You mm-hmm. have to get your mind. Let's talk more about that, Christy. I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, before you even start to lose weight or quit smoking or something, you have to take care of your mental health first. Mm-hmm. You have to get into that place that says you're able. Okay, let's just say um, you've gone into serious debt at Christmas. Your car broke down. Um you know, maybe you've had a loved one that died or whatever, and you're like, okay, but still, by March 31st, mm-hmm. I'm going to lose 30 pounds. You know, you're setting yourself up for failure because those emotions haven't even been taken care of. Mm-hmm. So you, what you've got to do is you've got to, you know, go say, okay, I feel like I've taken care of that, or I'm in the process of taking care of that, and I have room in my life to focus on this kind of undertaking. And if you're if you're really not ready, then you, you know, you just push that out or, you know, you wait a few days or... You just say, maybe I'm not going to set a firm deadline. Maybe what I'm going to do is over the next year, I would like to generally be healthier. Mm-hmm. I like to say intentions. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that in my own world. I mm-hmm. try to say, I want to set some intentions. Oh, I like that better than resolutions. Yes. Yeah. Me too. And I'll write them down and I won't look at them again until mm-hmm. the next year. And if I did these things, great. If I didn't, I can just put them aside for the next year and, and you know, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it's just too much uh, to put on ourselves that this year is going to be the year that we finally accomplish everything we ever wanted to in mm-hmm. life. So, And I like the word intention because it implies that it's up to you. It's something that you're going to do for it's you. And it's something you want to that do. That you want to do. It's not like you're – think about the Peloton bot commercial that got so much exactly. you know, stuff. So, you know – her intention may have been to ride the bike every day for 365 days, but what was implied with, was that the husband's intention was for her to get on 
on the bike or that she might need to. So I like intention. It, it, it's we own that. Yeah, that that sounds more internal. Like I have a little mm-hmm. more control over an intention than a resolution mm-hmm. because we can't control what circumstances we can't control what happens in we life. can't re- control the outcome right mm-hmm. ultimately you can't right. because things happen right that's just life mm-hmm. instead of saying like oh i'm going to try i'm going i'm going to lose weight this year just rewording that to say something like i'm going to have a better relationship with my body this mm-hmm. year just because you said you didn't make the march goal you're still making those small improvements every day to have a better relationship with your body well, I think at a certain point, we all kind of recognize some of the things that we're doing that are probably getting in the way, inhibiting us from moving forward. And then you don't have to address them all at once. It is, I need to drink more water. I need to to get up off the couch at the end of the day and, and just move, do something. You know, I need to stay away from sodas. I need to inc- incorporate more fruits and vegetables. But once again, you don't have to do it all at once. Because mm-hmm. I think that we're all gung-ho and make our list. We go and we do our meal prepping. Mm-hmm. And then all those yeah. meals start looking and tasting the same, <laughs> and you want to go to Whataburger. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. You want the French fries and gravy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think a, a good way to start with that is to take an inventory on yourself. And remember, it's a healing, evolving process. And part of that inventory isn't just going, okay, I need to lose weight. I need to do something about, you know, my closet is also take a look at all of the good things that you've done. Remember to appreciate yourself mm-hmm. like you would someone else. And we've talked about starting like a journal that you write things in every day. And what if you wrote something good every single day that you did, small or big? And then you can look back and instead of looking at maybe things that were bad in your life that day, you can look back and say, oh, yeah, I did that. And I totally forgot about it last week. Then that was a huge improvement. Or just a smiley face on the day. Yeah, just a smiley face. Remember, hey, I was happy that day. Mm -hmm. Creating a life resume is also an idea. I just think we prepare a little synopsis of all of our strengths, all the good things about ourselves on a nice piece of paper whenever we're applying for a job or applying to sit on a board, and we want these people to to like us, mm-hmm. right? So if we did that for ourselves, how how great would that be if we could take a look at some of our strengths and say, you know, I, I did this for someone, or this is a time when I felt really good about my body or, you know, my health, and, and just make sure to remember those things. And I think that might be able to help us channel into... And what is a life resume? What What is that theory? You actually write down positive things on a piece of paper. Is it kind of like a vision board, too, in a way? You know, what a vision mm-hmm. board, where you put, like, things that you want to accomplish in your life or places you want to see or? I think it's sort of like a vision board, but it's it's maybe more of a rear view mirror. Okay. Because your vision board are things that you want in your future. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's like, I, I want to go to to New York, so I'll you know, Statue of Liberty on the on the board. Mm-hmm. But I think this is more like maybe written. It could just be in the format of a resume. And I mean, it is what it is for everybody. What you do you. But I think what I see is writing down uh, or typing up, or if you want to do pictures, things that remind you of some of the good things that you've accomplished. So you don't spend so much time beating yourself up. What are your thoughts on that, Christine? Oh, no, I love it because whenever you look at your resume, whenever you fill out a resume and you're like going to go apply for the job, you're going, when you look at that, it is like 
I am qualified for that job, mm-hmm. right? And you forget about some of the things you've accomplished you until you have to go and recall yeah, that. True. Yes. And it in gives you a sense, yeah, it gives you a sense of being mm-hmm. able to, you know, go in and make the pitch for yourself. And I think you can you can combine both of those. You know, you've got your life resume and your vision board because based on what you've done is going to be because it will be reasonable to expect that I can do these things because this is what I've already done. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you find that your life resume is lacking in something, then all you have to do, and this is what we do with people all the time, what would be the natural offshoot of something you've already done? That's how you fluff and build your resume, right? Mm -hmm. It's what we all do. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm a little bit lacking in financial information. I'm going to go, you know, take a class or whatever. So once again, it's, it's like Melanie said, it's a way to recognize what you've done, recognize what you need to fluff. And prepare you for moving forward. What better way to it's a great go into inventory mm-hmm. of yeah. yourself and a good way to do it in a positive way mm-hmm. so that you're looking at some of the things that maybe you might say is a failure. Otherwise, it's just a lesson mm-hmm. that you need to learn or something that you need to work on. Like mm-hmm. you said, education, Christy, or, or mm-hmm. whatever it is and make it more about, um, personal life. Mm-hmm. And I think I, you could also say if you put in your, if you were totally honest in your resume and you had some things in there that were not so great, it's a great time to go, okay, maybe I don't want to keep repeating that. Maybe that's something I'm going to start carving out of so I don't take that forward with me as well. Exactly. Yeah. That moves us on to our next subject. Things, how about things we need to move away from in 2020? What about things that we can look back on and say, you know, I don't want to do that anymore? Mm-hmm. Like negative thoughts or, Maybe even certain relationships in your life. Maybe you're like, you know, those relationships are not positive to me. They are toxic. What's the first step in looking through your life, kind of another inventory, taking an inventory and saying, okay, I no longer want these things in my life. Let's give Christy an example okay. and then you can work back okay. on that. Let's okay. say, um, let's see. Let's say I do really well. This isn't for me necessarily, but, and then at late at night, you're a late night eater. Mm-hmm. This is not anything serious, obviously, but what would you recommend to someone to try to make, break that habit if that's just a small thing? Okay. First of all, you have to do the brain work, work. You have to recognize and accept, yes, I am a late night eater. Mm-hmm. And yes, all the things that I'm cramming in my mouth in the pantry with the door closed <laughs> and the light off, those do count, right? So you've got to do the brain work. You have to recognize that. Then you have to lay the framework for how am I going to move away from that. So we will work with things like replacement. So instead of going to the pantry eating double stuffed Oreos, <laughs> you know, you're going to go, you're going to get a drink of water. You're going to, you know, journal. You're going to watch some TV. You're going to read a book or whatever. You're, it's, it's a replacement. So it's and just creating a different ritual. It's a different ritual because what we want to do is trade one that's not as healthy for one that can be beneficial and forward moving. Does that make sense? That mm-hmm. sounds so much more positive than beating yourself up. Yes. And and you could stop buying double stuffed Oreos, but maybe there's somebody in your house that loves No, no one needs them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that nobody needs them. <laughs> We are our own worst enemy when it comes to self-talk. Christy, what are some ways that we can begin to talk to ourselves better? Okay. I'm always a, I'm kind of a fan of people being able to have this running commentary in their head, because if you don't check yourself, then sometimes people won't do it for you. So I think a little bit of negative, you know, not damaging, but just like, oh man, you did it, or you you said you weren't going to, and you did, that kind of gets us back on track. But um, 
But that's a focus on behavior. That, and that's yes. better than, I think that as long as you focus on that, and definitely learn this from Christy, it's behavior, not you. Mm-hmm. Instead right. of saying, gosh, I wish I hadn't said that. Yes. I'm, instead of saying, gosh, I'm an idiot, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that's so much more damaging in our mm-hmm. mind to constantly uh, label ourselves and make ourselves that person that we don't like. Mm-hmm. And so then the higher order thinking after that, you know, when you're saying, I wish I wouldn't have done that, or I feel like I've self-sabotaged myself, then the next level or the next order of thinking is, what is the side door out? What do I do now? Because sometimes we just continue beating up on ourselves. Right. And so then it's like, okay, I did it or I didn't do it. And so now what is plan B or what do I do? What's this? I call it the side door. Um, okay. So now what I'm going to do is whenever I get up tomorrow, I'm going to hit the ground. I'm going to, you know, give myself some positive affirmations, which are as corny as they sound. Man, do they work. Sometimes if you just, you know, you get up in the morning, it's another day. You can do whatever you want to accomplish today. Just Compliment yourself it. in the morning. Yes. <laughs> Say, I look really great. My makeup is great. My hair is great. Yeah. I love this shirt. Yeah. Just I'm taking on the world. Yeah. Just self-love. A little bit of se- more self-love in 2020. Pull some stuff from your resume, from your life Perfect. resume and yes. say, you know, that that one year was a really tough year, yes. but I got over it. I got past it. I did this. And so I've got courage and use that word. That I, that is, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like looking at your resume and mm-hmm. doing just exactly what Melanie said. Because right. we want to learn from our experiences, whether they're good or they're bad, about going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's important. I think we tend to focus on the negative mm-hmm. in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Most of us anyway. And you also say, Melanie, to uh, tap into rituals that bring you joy and also try new ones. So what are some examples of things that we can do, uh, do more of the things that we like to do? You know you like to go for a brisk walk. Yeah. That's just something you like to do. Then there's no reason to encourage yourself to go change it up because it's working for you. Mm -hmm. But if there's something you want to try with a friend, maybe you want to try a class and you try it, if it works, great. But if you don't like it and they love it, it's quite all right for you to not like it Mm -hmm. and then you know, meet them later for a, for dinner or something and, mm-hmm. and not do that. But yeah. it's important to enjoy the process. Yeah, I love to try new things. So that's a ritual I like to do, like just try just something new or learn there. something new. You know, if there's a class offer, go take it. Even if you don't really know if you're interested in that or it might not seem interesting to you, you never know until you get there. And then you're like, you know what, what at least I expanded my knowledge. And I think what Melanie's talking about, it doesn't even have to be something that's going to be like for the greater good. You can go, I mean, I love, love, love leaving work, you know, on an afternoon, which I don't do it very often. Um, and just to go to a movie that I would want to watch and get popcorn by myself. You do that? I do. That's that. awesome. I know people do that. I've never tried that. Oh, man. Let me tell you. I've been at a, a few movies that maybe it would be me or one or other, one other person there. And I'm like, I'm just diving into that popcorn. And it's just, it's just a, an indulgence to me because mm-hmm. I love movies. But that's really great. So that's that would be at the top of my list. I love that, actually. That's yeah. awesome. I've done it before, not in a long time. But um, but some people would go, yeah, look just at like, me, I'm at the movie and I don't have any friends. And instead of I'm like, nobody better sit by me. <laughs> yeah, that that's a good, I think that we should talk more about that, about perception. I think it's, it's all about how you look at a situation. Mm-hmm. Someone might say, I don't have any friends. I can't go to the movies. But you, you're like, I'm going to go to the movies because mm-hmm. I want to see this. Mm-hmm. And 
I think that people should do that more often. You don't have to have people that go with you if, you know, maybe that's not their thing and you just really want to. You don't have to be with someone else. You can do it yourself. Yeah. And my husband would never dream of going to eat lunch by himself. He would like get it and eat in the car. Yeah. (laughs) If I have to go to lunch at two, I'm hungry. I don't want to eat in the car. Mm -hmm. I'm going to. And I feel like I'm more, that, that would be more me. Um, which I know that, so I don't feel like I need to do that. Uh-huh. So right. I probably won't do that. <laughs> right? yeah. Just because I, I feel like I'd be uncomfortable the whole time. Totally. And that's not the point to make yourself uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to make yourself uncomfortable. You want to try new things, but, and right. get it's out of your comfort you. zone, but not where it causes you so much stress no, that that's you're not, not going to enjoy yes, it. Yes. We do that's not want to create uh-huh. stress with our uh, intentions. We want to make sure that they are tailored to us because everyone is different. Just because someone else is running a full marathon doesn't mean that's something that we need to have as a dream. And I think that's something, uh, the older I get, I realize there are just some things that do not need to be on my bucket list. They just need to be taken off because... Is that like travel related or what are some examples of things that you have um, decided to cross off your bucket list in 2020? Oh, goodness. Uh, One of them probably is running a full marathon. I think maybe one day I might run a want to run a half, mm-hmm. but I just don't think I would survive a full marathon, <laughs> and I think I would hate myself. I will handle water when she crosses the line, <laughs> right? We'll, we'll I, be there cheering you yes. on. I think at some point, I'm. I think I would seriously consider quitting, which would be even worse. <laughs> so, uh, but that's it. We were just talking about that uh, of setting realistic goals, and you're like, you know, I don't think I can do that in 2020. So I'm going to cross that off right now and focus on something else that's more achievable. Mm-hmm. And maybe in the future, I can add that back to my bucket list. Oh, no. I mean, I took that off my whole oh, that's, list. That's gone. That's completely gone. You <laughs> used white out, right? Not <laughs> not just right. a strike through, white out. burned it. it you out. burned it's it. So. And that's and fine, too. Yeah, right. It is so okay to do all those things just because somebody that's 70 is still running or, you know, a full right. marathon. Yay. I applaud you. I will never be envious of that, but that's not that's not going to be on yeah, my list. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. my morning run. It's just a couple mm-hmm. of miles. It's not major, but mm-hmm. it's for me. Mm-hmm. And some people hate that. So mm-hmm. everybody's different. I have one of my therapists at work that we have a, a great courtyard that's enclosed by a fence. And she loves to go and sit out there and just be in the sun, you know, especially on, you know, colder days. And, and sometimes I'll look out and I'll go open the door and I'll say, is everything okay? She goes, yeah. This is me. Mm-hmm. This is my quiet time. So something is, it doesn't always have to cost money, like going to the movie or mm-hmm. having a pedicure or anything. It's just doing what, what you want to do for yourself. Right. Just sitting out in the sun is enough mm-hmm. for some people. And mm-hmm. that's okay too. I'm just at the point where I don't really set resolutions because I'd rather just take it day by day. That's, mm-hmm. that's my, I guess that's kind of a resolution mm-hmm. is to just, Try to live in the moment more. So, it's an intention. And that's it's my intention. intention. Yes. I just want to get rid of the resolution. Yeah, I don't word. like that. I don't it's like just it either. Start a movement. Start a movement. Yeah, I mean, we, we make resolution. up <laughs> We make up new words all the time. Might as well switch them out, right? <laughs> well, I think that, you know, if we stay focused on New Year's resolutions, then we lose the freedom or the opportunity to pursue our intentions at any point during the year that we want to. Right. Because mm-hmm. it almost feels like that's you, you need to do it then. What if your mind is not ready? What if your intention is not ready? Mm-hmm. So, you know. And it, it, yeah, you got to you got to treat it like a journey. Mm-hmm. Our lives are a journey. We're not. It's funny in your mind at some point when you start thinking, I've got to be able to do this. There's some kind of end insight that we have that 
we can't really determine. Mm-hmm. It's not up to us. All that's up to us is right now that we have that time. Right. So we have to concentrate on that, I mm-hmm. think. And it's very difficult to do that because we spend a lot of time as humans looking behind us and looking in front of us instead of looking right where we are. Mm-hmm. And that's just human nature, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that we live in a goal-oriented world. I mean, you're either you're either like not doing anything towards your life or you're so goal-oriented that it's almost like when you wake up in the morning, it's like, what do I have to accomplish? And there's no joy in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be a top A, very driven person, but it's you can't wake up every day and do that. Some days you just got to say, this is what I got done and that's good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you think about the living your best life, mm-hmm. hashtag, whatever, I mean, that whole, that whole movement even is kind of disheartening if you think about it because it's like, of course, social media driven Mm -hmm. and you're watching people living their best life. And, you know, sometimes I I just don't want to live my best life. I'm going to bed early and I'm in a bad mood. And that's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I think we trap ourselves in this, especially, I don't know. I I think it's especially women. I'm not sure what your thoughts are, Christy. Mm -hmm. I'm no, um, I don't know what the statistics are, but I know we beat ourselves up. We, uh, hold ourselves to uh, a level of perfection and uh, comparison that I think just kind of ruins our our day. Can, mm-hmm. It can really ruin um, how we feel about ourselves on a very deep level if we're not careful. I agree. It's all about enjoying the process. That's what we're talking about mm-hmm. today. Enjoy the process along the way of your new intentions and for the give year. Give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. Try to love yourself more. Talk to yourself better. Just do, it doesn't have to be dramatic things. Do small things every day to improve your self-esteem. You're just as worthy as everyone else. Remember that. Find some people in your life that you can relate to in that sense to say you can keep, some people like Oprah and they listen to Oprah and that helps them remember, okay, I listen to RuPaul. Whatever, find those things in life that will help you along your journey including talking to a therapist or a counselor. Sometimes our New Year's intentions can be really overwhelming and it's hard to take that first step. So that's where you can go to centers and people like Christy can help you in that process because it can be a big lifestyle change. But you can take it slow and you can work with them and figure it out together. So it's another thing you don't have to do alone and they're very good at helping you figure out some of those intentions and how to, to get to that uh, that goal, whatever goal it is. So make sure to visit Centers for Children and Families if you are having trouble starting your New Year's intentions. Yes, but, because we can help with uh, all life things, big or small. small. That's right. It's great. Center Solutions is a production right. of the Recording Library of West Texas. Post-production work is done by Bailey Hennis. Content is provided by Melanie Size and Christy Edwards. Contact Centers for Children and Families at 432-570-1084 or the Recording Library 432-682-2731. Email Melanie with questions you want answered on the show at msize at centerstexas.org. That's M-S-A-I-Z at C-E-N-T-E-R-S-T-X dot O-R-G. Both nonprofits are on all social media platforms. See you next time.